Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to another fun-filled edition of In Black and Right. We are the new definition of color commentary. I am the baby-faced assassin of conservatism, Jerry Brooks, fighting for free speech, freedom of thought, and any other freedom that happens to be in the Constitution. If you'd like to contact us with questions or comments, you can always contact us at inblackandright at gmail.com. Or if you want to check out our website, it's inblackandright.net. Well, folks, this is going to be another interesting program. And yes, we still have plenty of interesting things going on. Uh, not just the whole situation with the Supreme Court and the draft and the leaked draft opinion for Roe versus Wade and all the subsequent protests. But before we get into all that fun, I definitely wanted to just uh, start off with something a little bit interesting. Uh, reading the Epic Times, the story is Elon Musk once again making news saying that it, when the deal closes and he officially acquires Twitter, that he's going to reverse the lifetime ban on President Trump. Now, frankly, ladies and gentlemen, that news is interesting enough on its own. But what I would love to have seen are the Twitter twits, namely Twitter employees, to see what they would have, what they were doing. I mean, the freakouts, the meltdowns, the just complete unhinged behavior would have been a sight to see the crying I mean oh my gosh I mean if you were handing out Prozac you would have run out fast because these people would have completely just gone bonkers absolutely gone bonkers and probably still are going bonkers now that the news is out but who knows I mean there's still plenty of story left there's still a lot of time left the deal isn't going to be officially completed for quite a while and there's still the possibility that Elon Musk will withdraw out of the deal he has several uh, opportunities for an out uh, if he wants to but that, that that's going to be interesting enough on its own but let's get to some of the big stories of today now of course we've seen these radical protesters I mean frankly I don't even really call them protesters they're freaking anarchists uh, if you ask me going to the homes of members of the Supreme Court and protesting in their neighborhoods now interesting little story here uh, from just the news uh, again, I rec a website that I highly recommend because John Solomon does fantastic work. Now, the headline on the in just the news today 
More than three-quarters of likely voters oppose protests at the homes of Supreme Court justices. Now, apparently last night, these anarchists went to the home of Justice Alito in Northern Virginia. Now, there have been people, uh, mostly on uh, networks like Newsmax and other uh, other media, uh, other than the mainstream, they, they don't want even want to talk about this, but it is a it is against federal law federal law to intimidate or threaten a judge in any way that's 18 usc 1507 now just for those who say well that doesn't exist well i just gave you the reference look it up in google you dingbats but interestingly enough the same type of law exists in the Commonwealth of Virginia and it is it is in state law you cannot go to the home the private residence or most anything uh, their courthouse or whatever and try to intimidate a judge it, to dis, to disrupt the tranquility of their home and the neighborhood now what really blew my mind is if it's against federal law and it's bad enough because the justice department didn't do a damn thing to stop these people and they're not going to stop these people because they are corrupt as the day is long but the commonwealth of virginia didn't stop these people i thought whoa hold up hold up hold up governor yunkin you're, you've been pretty darn good so far for the Commonwealth of Virginia. But if you're not going to let Virginia law enforcement do their jobs and arrest these anarchists, why, I mean, come on, why did you roll over like a puppy looking for a belly rub and let these people just march all the way to Justice Alito's home? And they're going to do it to Kavanaugh. They're going to do it to Coney Barrett. They're good, and the and of course the only person who's shown some real steel in their spine and some real brass ones is, of course, Justice Clarence Thomas. He seems to be the only one that's got the moral clarity and the moral courage and the judicial courage to simply say, "Hey, we're you can bring whatever you want. You are not going to bully us just because you want a certain outcome." Now, I've been trying to tell people, I've, and not just me, there have been pundits and others on television who have been warning of this very same thing. These people are anarchists. There is no limit to how low they will go. They have no sense of right and wrong. They are energized by the pit of hell and the supposed rightness of their cause which is incredibly weird because I've never seen anything particularly righteous or about killing a baby uh, and I make no I, I make no pretense I am pro-life I am very pro-life I make no apology for it and whatever these anarchists, hoodlums, thugs, whatever you want to call them, say, oh, it's a right to privacy. That's bull. 
Oh, and, the, and of course, the media doesn't help. It's like, oh, these are peaceful protests. BS. BS, people. Do not believe what the mainstream media tells you. There has been all kinds of fascinating things that have gone on over the weekend. In New York City, at St. Patrick's Cathedral, there had to be a bunch of guys outside of the church to prevent a whole bunch of these psycho, totally uh, disconnected from reality, protesters from getting into the church to disrupt it. And if they're going to do it to Catholic churches, and, well, hey, the Protestants, and I'm thinking to myself, well, there hasn't been really any Protestant churches that I've heard of. Protestant Christians who've been uh, talking about this issue. And I'm thinking, uh, wait a minute. You know, because I understand there are a lot of pastors who don't want to get their hands dirty, don't want to get people offended. Well, frankly, it's a little late because if you don't have the moral courage to talk about a moral issue, which it is, outside of the political context, then I frankly don't care if people get upset because you talk about it. It needs to be done, Pastor. It needs to be done. Because frankly, if I can't find a church that has a pastor that has the moral courage to take on probably the most divisive issue of our time, which has a very biblical and moral foundation to it, take it out of the political. Talk about this. It's not like you can't find scriptures that talk about life, the sanctity of life, and how it must be upheld if you're going to call yourself a Christian. Because if this is one, if the, the silence is deafening, for one thing, if this is what's going to happen, because, well, it's a side issue. I said, Bull, when is the life of a baby being killed in the womb a side issue or a secondary or tertiary issue? I don't get that thinking at all. Where's the moral courage? Where is it? I mean, why are so many evangelical churches silent on this? I'm, I'm blown away. I'm just totally blown away when it comes to key issues. Well, we don't want to. We don't want to. Well, big deal. What you want isn't at issue here. And what the seeker-sensitive itching ears crowd, what they want, that too is irrelevant. Are you going to stand up for biblical principles or not? That's the underlying question. And on top of that, I mean, holy cow, folks. It's just crazy. It is absolutely crazy. And just so that those who think that, oh, well, you're just, oh, you're just blowing smoke. I said, really? Okay. Pardon me. Then let's go to Sean Spicer last night on his show, Spicer and Company on Newsmax, talking about the legality of this. It'll, it, it will be mind-blowing, to be sure. So uh, let's go to Mr. Spicer. The question of one side versus 
not their opinion or how passionate it is. It's actually against the law. It's illegal. That's right. According to Title 18 of U.S. Code, Section 1507, picketing or parading, this is exactly what it says. Whoever, with the intent of interfering with, obstructing, or impeding the administrating administration of justice with the intent of influencing any judge, which is what this is, juror, witness, or court officer in the discharge of his duty, pickets or parades in or near a building housing a court of the United States or in a near a building or residence, residence keyword, occupied or used by such judge, juror, witness, or court officer, or with such intent uses any sound truck or similar device or resorts to any other demonstration in or near any such building or residence, keyword, shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than one year or both. Therefore, it is against the law. It's not just your right to go do this. You cannot go try to influence the decision and get away with it. That's right. So all these people who are doing this are breaking the law and the corrupt media out there that is creating this impression that it's just your right to do it are lying and aiding and abetting these folks. Yep. Yep. Thank you, Mr. Spicer. For all you anarchists, thugs, hoodlums, and your media enablers, you are breaking the law. And as I mentioned before, just a little earlier, yes, you are also breaking state law in the Commonwealth of Virginia. So I don't know where who put this thought in your head that you can just take, I mean, <clears throat> it doesn't take a genius to flip somebody the bird, drop a bunch of F-bombs, have your little cute chants, and essentially you can just do it wherever you want to, to whomever you want to, just because. Y'all need to get over yourselves. You broke the law, and just because Joe Biden, your boy, is in office, and Merrick Garland, the feckless attorney general, who's very selective in his uh, prosecution and investigation of certain things. I mean, come on, really? I mean, seriously, this is nuts. This is not, this is not reason for reasonable people. It's not. And anybody who thinks you can actually reason with these people is nuts and you just kind of let them run willy-nilly I mean and Virginia law enforcement way to step up and uphold the law or not I mean these people should have been arrested arrested but no they just kind of sashayed their sassy little butts all the way into Justice Alito's neighborhood not just disturbing his house but his neighbors as well by a bunch of psychos a bunch of psycho way out in left field militant thugs and shame on you governor youngkin i'm gonna say it shame on you where was your where was your attorney general i mean the man is the top law enforcement officer in the commonwealth of virginia where was Jason Niares? Where were you, Governor Youngkin? Come on. 
Where were you? I mean, even Lieutenant Governor Sears, and I love her, and she's wonderful, but Governor Youngkin, you got rolled. You got rolled over. Because if you're not going to stand for law and order there in the Commonwealth, well then shoot, maybe you should just give Loudoun County a break. I mean, their school superintendent was very much involved at the center of a cover-up of not one, but two sexual assaults on young girls by a messed up kid who thought he was a messed up boy who thought he, he identified as a woman, identified as a girl. And he committed these crimes and was so found guilty by a court. This is what just blows my mind. I mean, just because you got these people who are just, you know, because they're passionate about their cause. Big deal. I'll guarantee them to you. If this was a bunch of, of America First MAGA Trump supporters who were doing this to a liberal judge, I will guarantee to you that the FBI, the Department of Justice, would be after them arresting them just like January 6th and throwing them in federal jail and putting them on trial for violation of 18 U.S.C. 1507. I, they would. I promise you they would. But no, because these are peaceful protesters, just like the summer of 2020 with BLM and Antifa. Yeah, okay, whatever. And the media, their deceptions and their lies. Yeah, whatever. But I'll guarantee you this. This is a preview of coming attractions. Because if the high court, when it makes its final decision sometime within the next month, and they return, they overturn Roe versus Wade, and they send it back to the states, what you see now will get 10 times worse. There will be violence. There will be all kinds of things done to churches, to crisis pregnancy centers and other pro-life organizations, to churches, to pro-life pastors and priests. I mean, they're not going to stop. They are not going to stop. You mark my words on this. You mark my words. And if for whatever reason they don't overturn it, they're going to be even more emboldened, more empowered to do even worse the next time something comes along that they don't like or they want. It's a mobocracy. We don't deal with this. We don't do policy by mob rule. If they don't like it, let them vote. Not just gather all these radical anarchists and thugs and do all kinds of damage and vandalism to whatever they want just because they're passionate. I mean, I'm pretty dang passionate myself. And somebody tries to do that to my home, I'm pretty much going to put them in the hospital because I will defend my home. Period. If they have a problem with that, tough. I, this is where I live. It's private property. And if they're not getting an official invitation from me, then 
basically turn around and haul your ass off of my property. Period. I'm I'm not I'm not going to be nice about this. These are people who you cannot deal with. You cannot reason with them. And, and I will again use the quote by Sir Winston Churchill during World War II. You cannot reason with a tiger while your head is in its mouth. And frankly, if the churches and pastors aren't going to say something about this, then I don't even know why I go to church. It's a waste of time. It's a total waste of time. And no matter what they use as a rationale for not having the moral courage to deal with this issue straight on, then I might as well just stay home on Sunday. You know, and especially during the fall when it's football season. Because this is not acceptable to me. This is not acceptable. And some people might say, well, well, not acceptable to you. It's like, well, and frankly, it's not so much about me. It's really not acceptable uh, to God. Because if you don't have the courage to stand up for the most basic of biblical principles, and that's the sanctity of life, then what else are you going to wimp out on? And that's a legitimate question. And I know I'm being harsh, but it's about time we the church got a bit of a either slap in the face or a kick in the rear. Do your job. Do your job. Stand for what's right. And whoever has a problem with it, have a problem with it. Because ultimately, you're going to have to answer to God anyway. When you're basically six feet under and you become essentially uh, worm food. That's just it. That is the re harsh reality you got to deal with. You just plain have to deal with. And yeah, and I'm going to definitely stick on this issue and stick with it and stick with it and stick with it. And some people might get sick and tired of me talking about it, but that's too bad too. Because, oh, it's just too divisive. Well, that's your opinion, but hey, I'm just going to do what I'm supposed to do. Be a watchman on the wall because when I lay my head at night on my pillow, I want to know that at least my conscience is clean and I stood up for what was right in spite of what people's reaction might be because the only person I really need to please is God himself period that's how I work and some people might not like my style and that's okay because I don't do it for them I mean I love my audience I do, but ultimately, if I don't tell the truth the way it needs to be told, served up straight and raw, then I'm wasting my time. I am totally wasting my time, and I don't want to do that. I totally don't want to do that. I don't want to do that for anyone who listens, and I don't want to do that especially for the God I serve. I don't do it right all the time, and I never said I did, but at least I'm willing to give it a try. 
And that's more than some people are willing to do. So, rant over for now. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow I'll pick it up. I don't know. But what's really interesting to me, moving to another really fascinating piece of crap, that would be one Anthony, Dr. Anthony Fauci or Lord Fauci, <clears throat> whatever. But this blew, blew my mind when I saw this in the Epic Times. And I would encourage anybody who listens to this to go to uh, open the door, uh, oh, open the books, I'm sorry, openthebooks.com because they've got the receipts on this. But the headline in today's, uh, or yeah, today's uh, Epic Times, nonprofit watchdog uncovers $350 million in secret payments to Fauci to Francis Collins, the former head of the National Institutes of Health, and others at NIH. This is, uh, oh, this is a mind blower. It's an absolute mind blower. And I just want to read a couple of the paragraphs from the story in the Epic Times. We estimate, and this is a quote from Andrew, from Adam Andrewski, who heads Open the Books. It's a watchdog group. Go find it online, openthebooks.com. And Mr. Andrewski uh, stated to reporters uh, yesterday, we estimate that up to $350 million in royalties from third parties were paid to NIH scientists during the fiscal years between 2010 and 2020. I'm like, whoa! This is a stone-cold trip. And apparently, those third-party payments, you can't find them. They're, they're, they've been redacted. Now, Open the Books is working together with Tom Fitton and Judicial Watch, and that's a pretty powerful one-two punch, doing a FOIA request, Freedom of Information request, to get the unredacted amounts and who were the third-party payments from. Because I'll tell you, this is one more thing that Fauci and Francis Collins and a whole bunch of folks in the National Institutes of Health need to be held to account because it's believed that those third-party payments uh, to Fauci, to Collins, and others came from Big Pharma. Big Pharma. And really, it had nothing to do with public health. They were getting money from Big Pharma for all kinds of reasons. I mean, it's no wonder Collins, uh, quote-unquote, retired, because stuff like this is going to come out. This is going to come out, and it's going to implicate so many people like Fauci and Collins and the NIH. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. This had been crazy. Uh, one more paragraph. And that's just mind-blowing. <laughs> From uh, Adam Andrewski of Open the Books. 
And this is a quote in the story. We now know that there are 1,675 scientists that received payments during that period, which is 2010 to 2020, at least one payment. In fiscal year 2014, for instance, $36 million was paid out, and that is an average of $21,000 per scientist. And what's even crazier, we also, and this is uh, Andrewski continuing to speak in the article, we also find that during this period, leadership at NIH was involved in receiving third-party payments. For instance, Francis Collins, the immediate past director of NIH, received 14 of these payments. Fauci, the great lord of all science, received 23 payments, and his deputy, Clifford Lane, received eight payments. Folks, this is a mess. This is a full-on mess. This, now, I'm really hoping that uh, Judicial Watch and Mr. Fitton and Mr. Andrewski of Open the Books get the unredacted material because you're going to find out a lot more that's going to leave a whole bunch of people wondering what the... And these investigations need to happen because this is not public health anymore. It's not public health. Absolutely it's not public health. This is essentially kickbacks. Government influence peddling. With these payments coming from Big Pharma to people like Fauci and Francis Collins and other scientists, essentially you have Big Pharma paying the gov government officials to essentially uh, be their policy voice in government. You know, hey, it's like, we think this is great. We love this vaccine. Hey, we want this, you know, and people are going to go and, you know, well, I mean, we've already dealt with this for two plus years. It's like, oh, yes, the, uh, the vaccines are safe and effective. They're safe and effective. B.S. B.S. If they were so safe and so effective and so fantastic, why in the sand hell did Pfizer, Pfizer, who was making serious money, why did they take some 55,000 pages of data and documents and tried to bury them for some 70 plus years. No. Now all those documents were, ha were forced to be released by a federal judge's order and now you've got people like Dr. Naomi Wolf and an amazing team of people which includes some 2,500 volunteers and over 250 lawyers who are going through all of these documents painstakingly slow. But what they're discovering, oh, mercy. And, of course, they're going to say, the media and others in the government say, oh, they don't, no, 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 that's wrong, that's wrong, that's disinformation. Yeah, right, okay, whatever. <laughs> sure, disinformation, right. And to segue into disinformation, 
interesting story yesterday <coughs> about from the Washington Examiner about Nina Jankowitz. Yay! Our Zarina of misinformation. Well, apparently, she was very much involved, Ms. Jankowitz, on pushing the Trump-Russia collusion claims. She was very much involved with the whole thing pushing this false narrative, which has essentially been nuked into a smoldering pile of ashes. So, yeah, this is going to be real fun. This is going to be a whole lot of fun. And, and if Congress does not seriously defund this disinformation governance board, I mean, it's bad enough right now. Bad enough. We've got votes in the House. Votes in the House of Representatives on the $40 billion. I mean, apparently they added an extra $7 billion. It was $33 billion, but now they want $40 billion, which we do not have, to go to the Ukraine. And Europe and the Ukrainian oligarchs, which are just as bad as the Russian oligarchs, they are not contributing a single dime to this. Not any. Not Germany, not Italy, not France, not Scandinavian countries, Norway, Finland. No, 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 no. They are not copping up a cent. It's you, the American taxpayer, who right now is going through probably one of the most trying and difficult times of your lives baby formula is even running low on store shelves in over 20 states and yet we're giving all this money to the Ukraine which has no vital interest for the United States nothing but we won't take that same 40 billion dollars give it to the states let them help. I mean, give the money and put it at the border, the southern border. Because when Title 42 ends, and it will at some point, get ready for Invasion USA 2022. Now, the mainstream media will not talk about it. They will not show it. They won't do anything. But yeah, get ready, folks. This is nuts we are so loaded with so much corruption so much incompetence and and i wouldn't even use the word incompetence anymore because when you screw up on so many things that's not just incompetence that's malfeasance that is being done deliberately deliberately we're getting our border invaded and it's going to be it's going to be like it's going to make d-day look like a sunday school picnic with some eighteen thousand people a day making a run for the border and i'm not talking taco bell this is crazy and get ready and plus let's see what happens this is going to be an interesting summer ladies and gentlemen i can just feel it now a border with more holes in it than H. Swiss. 
if Roe versus Wade gets overturned and go to the states, the and the anarchists and the militant leftists will go absolutely bonkers. I mean, it's there's just stuff coming, and it's getting exposed, and the fact that we have congressional leaders, political leaders, who are going to vote for this crap, all this money going to the Ukraine, who aren't going to do their due diligence and oversight on some of these committees, especially dealing with Fauci, potentially getting a nice cut of some $350 million. Whew. Folks, I don't know about you, but welcome to the last days because a lot of this is going to have to be exposed and I'm glad it is getting exposed. But do we have the political will, do we have the moral courage and clarity to actually do something to hold these people to account? Nope. Because there are too many people in too many key positions of political power that absolutely will not do their dang jobs. And the ones who will do their jobs are being stopped by essentially the D.C. Swamp Uniparty. When there's no difference between Democrats and Republicans, you definitely have got a problem, a huge problem, and we, the American people, are going to pay for it, and we are paying for it, and we will continue to pay for it. Your kids, your grandkids, your nieces, your nephews, uncles and aunts, we're, we're going to be paying for this, and this deliberate attempt to ruin the American economy, our American sovereignty, our American national security. I mean, you name it. You name it. And it's, it's in the process of being destroyed. And I simply ask this question. Which is more difficult? To fight for something you have in order not to lose it, or you lose something and you have to fight to get it back. That's where we are, folks. This is a time for choosing, to quote Ronald Reagan in his classic speech. What do you want? Are you going to fight for the founding principles of this country? Or are you basically just going let it, to let it be taken from you? And then it's virtually impossible to get it back once you lose it. I mean, Ronald Reagan said it, and to paraphrase him, we are, if we lose our freedom, where do we go? Where do we go? We are that last best hope of freedom. Where do we go? And that's the question we're going to have to answer in the next days, weeks, and even months, even long before the... Uh, the midterms in November. So folks, we'll just leave it right here for today. Thank you so much for listening. Again, you can send us your request, send us questions and comments in black and right at gmail.com or you can uh, simply go to our website in blackandright.net. So this is Jerry Brooks, your baby-faced assassin of freedom saying,
Take care. God bless you. And remember, patriots come in all colors.